is that true love must hate. True love must hate. You know, if, if there was a universe where there was no evil, there was no rebellion, disobedience, no evil at all, then hate would not be necessary. It wouldn't exist. But that's not the universe we live in. We don't live in a universe like that. If we truly love, then we will hate. Now look at the connection here and see what we're talking about. Since evil, what God calls evil and wrong and sin, since that, which is again, not what we have defined, but what God has said is evil, since that hurts people, it would not be loving to embrace it. But it would be loving to hate that which hurts people. I think we can all agree that love, if you love somebody, then you want what is good for them. Right? Not, not what they think is good for them, but what is really actually good for them. That's love. Right? Okay. And if that's love... And we see God says this evil, this sin, the breaking of these commands is hurtful or harmful for people. Then we, if we love those people, we will hate evil. True love for people must have hatred in it for evil, for sin, or it's not true love. And... Um, Let's not make the mistake and deceive ourselves into thinking that there are certain sins, certain evils that we do that nobody else knows about. It's just me. And I'm not hurting anyone else by doing this. The guy that I was reading as I was studying this, I love how he brings these points out. It, it was, it, man, it just, this really, this hits home. For me at least. That if we think that our sin that we do in secret or in private that nobody else knows about, that it doesn't hurt other people and therefore it's not unloving to do it. See, that's what we tell ourselves. That's what we can deceive ourselves into thinking. Is that because I'm, it's not affecting anyone else, so my sin really isn't unloving to other people because it doesn't affect them. And that's what we think, and that's what we use in our brains to try to deceive ourselves into going after sin. But the reality is this, and this is what this, this author points out, and I love how he says it. It's that... Look, you and I were created and made to enjoy and display the beauty and the worth of Jesus Christ. That is our ultimate purpose 
for existence in this universe. To enjoy and display the beauty and the value of Jesus Christ. And when you sin, or I sin, even in private, when nobody else knows or sees, that sin, that evil that God says is evil, it interrupts that enjoyment, that fellowship with God Almighty. And it hinders us from being able to properly and fully display the beauty and glory of Jesus Christ, which is our ultimate purpose for being here on this earth. So don't you dare think, and I shouldn't dare think, that any sin is just a private matter and it doesn't affect other people. It absolutely affects people. Because if you and I are put here by God to enjoy Christ and display His glory, and in doing that, we, that is the greatest thing you could ever do for another person, is show them Christ. Because remember we said He is the greatest good in all the universe for any person. And so anything that hinders you from displaying Christ, hinders you from doing what is the ultimate good for that other person. And therefore, even your private sins, what you call private sins, are unloving to other people in that sense. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Abhor it. So how are you doing with that? How, how are you doing with that? Do you hate, loathe, detest? Are you so utterly disgusted with evil and sin? Do you love good? Do you embrace it? You see, these things are not just mere external choices on the surface that we make to go one way or the other. This, this, is, this is at our core, at our heart of hearts. Our emotions, our, and that's what God is actually calling us to. He is commanding that our emotions come into conformity with what He says is good and what He says is evil. And that we are to abhor evil. And we are to cleave and hold fast, be intimately joined to the good. So how are we doing with that? I know for myself, look, I, far be it for me that I 
raise my hand to point the bony finger of condemnation at anyone else. I, I'm this. I have not arrived at this. Okay. Anybody who knows me even a little bit knows that I, I have not arrived at this. But I am so thankful to God that He has brought this to my attention, that He has showed me these things. Because I trust with all my heart that my God wants what's best for me, always. And so if He says to abhor evil, I'm going to trust Him for the grace to do that. And if He says cling and hold fast to that which is good, I'm going to trust Him to enable me to do that. And that's one final thought that I want to leave with all of you guys. Look, none of this stuff, none of it, any, all this stuff that we talked about last week with obedience and disobedience, all this stuff that we talked about with abhorring evil and clinging to good, we can't do that. We can't do that. And God does not at all want us to think that we can. That we somehow can, can muster up enough will to obey God and do what He says apart from a complete and consistent dependence upon the Spirit of God within us. That is the only way that this is ever, ever, ever going to happen. The Bible makes that abundantly clear. John 15, apart from me, you can't do anything. You can do nothing apart from me. And if we try to pull ourselves up by our own moral bootstraps, and to muster up and summon up enough willpower to conform to what this text is saying and what the Bible says. We don't honor God at all. At the very best, we are just self-righteous. This kind of life, this kind of transformation, this, this living out of these truths is only accomplished by a person who is completely and consistently depending on someone else outside themselves, namely God, the Holy Spirit. So don't come away from here saying, all right, yeah, man, I got a list now. I got my list. Love is genuine. Abhor what's evil. Cling to good. Show brotherly love. Don't do this. Do this. I'm going to go do that. Please, we can't do that. It's not apart from Christ. But the good news is that as children of God, we have the Spirit of God. And He will always lead us to this kind of life. He'll never lead us away from it. He'll, he'll never lead us to cling to evil and abhor what's good. He'll never do that. Let us so submit ourselves to the control of the Holy Spirit that these things become a reality in our lives. Let's pray together. <clears throat>